What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the New Friends Podcast. I am your host, Sylvia Costa, and in this podcast, I share my life experiences. I invite some of my new and old friends, and we share our life experiences, and we go through all of our tribulations together on the pod. Today, it's just me, solo. If I'm sounding a little rough around the edges, I'm fighting, I guess, a summer cold Leave it to my son starting kindergarten, and he can't even make it past week one without us getting sick of some sort, but we've kept him in for many years, and I think his immune system just kind of needs a little push, so hopefully he's just building his immunity and um, just gets stronger. Kindergarten, that was a big one for our household. Alexander has not gone to pre-K or daycare. We have had Vozinga grandma daycare. So when I would work my couple days, my mom would watch the boys, which has been so amazing. So I went into him starting kindergarten with so much guilt about that. I felt like I didn't prepare him well enough because he didn't go to a preschool or daycare. And I have to say he is thriving thriving thank you baby bum bum word party and uh, miss rachel and all of the above i know that i i definitely put my hands in working with him as well but he has been thriving and he loves it you guys i did i'm so proud of myself i did so well i held in the tears i held in the motion i kept it super exciting and positive about him going to school and he was beyond ready for those of you that know Alex, you know my five-year-old is a social little butterfly. I have a past episode where you guys can kind of hear him singing some Portuguese songs with me and stuff. And you can hear he's just a really positive, happy kid. So he loves people. He's the kid at the park will walk straight up to your child and be like, Hey, want to play with me? My name is Alex. Like, what's your name? It's pretty, pretty special. So I just wanted to just keep the momentum of him being pumped. So I got him to school. My husband and little Zachy were with us and I turn around to her. My husband is standing holding the baby. Well, he's not a baby anymore. Our two-year-old. And I look at him and Alex just was like, okay, bye mom. See ya. Like wave bye and everything. And I looked at my husband and I said, please, let's go. I need to let it out. I ugly Kim Kardashian cried all the way to the car and I finally let it out. And then, you know, me and my husband had like whatever normal day at home. And then he would come up to me and be like, hey, seems like you're doing okay. And I'm like, talk, talk to me about it. So it was rough. And to be honest with you, I did not think that this was going to be an adjustment for me. I thought this was going to be an adjustment for Alexander and he just begs to go to school every day because, you know, he wasn't feeling well. And I'm like, okay, Alex, if you're not feeling well, you, you know, mommy can keep you home. It's okay. And he's just like, I want to go to school. He cries to see his friends. He loves it so much. It's the most adorable thing ever. So I'm very blessed because, you know, there are kids that are struggling to get in the classroom, even still crying and stuff like that. And I was a kindergarten crier. You know how every single person has like that famous family story that just gets repeated and repeated and repeated 
and it's like the embarrassing family story and you're like, okay, it's enough with the story. So mine is my kindergarten story. My parents took us on a beautiful trip to Portugal the summer before I started kindergarten. I was five years old and so five years old, I was just speaking Portuguese in Portugal. I mean, my parents were born there like Portuguese is in the household all the time. I already understood and spoke it. And then I went to Portugal where everyone around me is speaking it. So I was a fluent Portuguese little speaker coming back to America. And the day that kindergarten started was the day after we got back. So I was on a total, completely different time zone and culture shock and everything. But my mom, like, God bless her, she meant well. And I feel like if I were in the position, I probably would have done maybe the same thing. But she didn't want me to miss that, like, first day, you know? So she, my parents took me to kindergarten And I had never been to a preschool or daycare. So I walk into the class and I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I can literally remember this clear as day. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And they were just like pushing me in and teachers trying to grab me. And I bit the teacher's hand. I remember doing it. I know where on the hand I bit her. It was like on top of her hand. I know exactly what I did. <laughs> so when the story happens, like, mm-mm, I remember you guys. This is not a story for you guys to tell. This is my narrative. So I bet the teacher's hand. As soon as she let go and went, ah, I grabbed the doorknob and I opened it and I ran straight as fast as I could. And my mom said, All she remembers is just two legs on the bottom of the back of her legs, like, "Ah!" (laughs) and um, that is my first day of kindergarten. So clearly I was a little nervous in having that experience, knowing that I didn't set up in a sense success for Alex being in pre-K or or daycare. I was scared he was going to be sad or cry or anything. And he was not. He was great. And so I'm so happy, so happy for that. So it's been two and a half weeks. He's been in school. He's doing so good. He's loving it. Today was his first day eating at the cafeteria. So on Wednesdays is pizza day. So today he had pizza, which is obviously his favorite food, probably like every other kid. And um, yeah, we are doing great. In other Costa news, you guys, if, you know, people would say, oh, that's nice. Your son's at school, so now you can kind of have a little break and, and this and that. But that's just not how I work. I work with only chaos. So I was getting baby fever, you guys. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, you, I don't know. I think it's our body we just want another baby over and over and over (laughs) maybe not not the pregnancy but the baby you know so I was really getting baby fever and for the past six seven years that my husband and I've been together have been together we have wanted to eventually get a puppy and he has really wanted to get a puppy but I told him No, 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 no. I don't raise animals. I raise kids. I was a total 
meanie about it, but it was true. I didn't want to put that responsibility on myself because I already had so much on my plate with the kids. Well, I don't know. The stars, the moon, everything in the sky must have been aligned at this one minute in this one second that he said, can you just look at this? And then he shows me a litter of puppies. And he says they're hyperallergenic because, of course, my Alex has an allergy to dogs. And we knew that if we were ever going to get a dog, it had to be a hypoallergenic one. So we went, I said, and I just said, fine, let's go look at them. And he, he sh- my husband was like, what? What? Like he couldn't believe that I said, let's go look at them. So we went to go look at them. And I had told my friend, I have to fall in love. I am not going to get the dog if I don't fall in love. And she's like, they're effing puppies what do you think is gonna happen so went in with that um (laughs) with that in my mind and um we got there and it was a very cute filipino family they were just so cute and there was this like little filipina grandma filipino grandma and she was like look 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 And then one of the puppies was coming towards Zachary and just, she said, you don't choose the puppy. The puppy chooses you. And I was like, God damn it. There goes my philosophy of love. (laughs) So we have Maxi boy Costa. He is joining our family um, in two and a half weeks or so, he is an air doodle. So he's a golden doodle mixed with an Airedale terrier. So he is on a medium to large size dog bracket. I'm so nervous, you guys. I have grown up with chihuahuas and small dogs. Every time I talk about how big the dog is going to be, I get nervous. When I walked into the breeder's house, I walk in the front door and their dog, which is the dad, jumps up and puts his paws on each shoulder and I am looking face to face to the father. <laughs> and I all that could come out of my mouth was, do you want to dance? <laughs> but I told my ass, I was like, that freaking traumatized me. That was crazy. That dog was as tall as me. I'm 5'2", so it doesn't take much to be taller than me, but it freaked me out. Not in a bad way. He was so sweet and so nice. The dog was so nice. And I was like, okay, I'm taking one of your babies. You can totally sniff me out, man. But we um, have never had, well, my husband has had a boxer before, but I have never had a big dog. I've only had small dogs. So this is going to be fun and hard. Um, My cousin just texted me yesterday, was excited for me to get a puppy, but she's like, you know, it's harder than babies and kids. And I'm like, I've heard. So I know this is going to be hard, but Sylvia Casa does not, not run off anything but chaos. I thrive in chaos. <laughs> so the more dysfunction, the better. It's probably my ADD-ness, which I'm actually going to get my um, hormones checked out and all of my... Um, like, I'm going to see if I am actually going to get (laughs) diagnosed for ADD. Anyways, so yes, Maximus Lee Casa is entering the facility. (laughs) 
into Maximus Lee Costa is going to be in our Christmas cards this year, you guys, because I already am turning into that dog mom. I don't even have the dog in my home. And I am already a dog mom. I am falling in love without even having the dog here. It is the craziest thing. I am becoming that person, which is good, right? I think the boys really need it. I think everyone needs like an emotional buddy right now with the whole new schedule in the house and all these new transitions. My oldest is going through all his preteen stuff and daddy's home with the kids more now that mom's schedule is off so I think everybody needs like this dog as a companion I really do think it is a good time for us even though having a two-year-old and having a puppy will be rough but I hear the puppy newborn stage is faster than the baby newborn stage so we'll see so got all the Costa news out of the way we're looking forward to my mom coming back next week That'll be fun to see her. She's been in Portugal for seven weeks. We really miss her. So I'm excited for that. So lots of fun things coming our way. A few weekends ago, I actually got to go to this really beautiful event. Um, it was honoring Sr. João Cardadeiro. He is a musician, a radio host, and a um, really big part in our Portuguese community as far especially musically. And so um, they had a party. His family had a party for him honoring his music career. It was really cool. So I was able to get on stage and sing. And I hadn't done that in like, I think it's seven years or something like that. Before I got pregnant with Alexander, he's five. So yeah, maybe six years ago, I haven't sang like that. So that was fun. I butchered lyrics and I try to read lyrics off of my phone and I should have never done that. Um because then there's no feeling in what you're singing. I would have done just fine without the phone, but it's such a crutch. I think singing in um, bands, I always had a lyric book, so it's such a comfort. Nonetheless, it was awesome. It was so beautiful. It was nice to be, um, it was such a honor being invited to that. I got to go with my husband and my father-in-law. My father-in-law um, is Manel Jacinth, and he is a, another very well-known musician in the Portuguese community and it was more of his generation so it was so cool to see him on stage with his buddies they did um my father-in-law sang um I think it was and um what's the name Sheik Avila was playing the Portuguese guitar to it and it was like so freaking cool. I was like, you guys literally just made your own genre of music right now. It sounded great. I have to actually post that video. I think my husband has it. So that was really fun. And it was kind of like a date night for me and Roger because we never, ever, ever do anything without our children. <laughs> so it was fun. I had really good conversations with the people at our table. They were awesome. And I just love talking to people. That is my favorite thing. Hence why I started a podcast. I told my husband when I got in the car, I said, do you know how much this feeds me? I am such an extrovert. Going to events like that and talking and conversating with people fuels me. Like 
I get such a thrill. I get so happy. It's like a, a boost of energy in my system. So I definitely have to make more of an effort to go to more events and be more social and just push it and say, hey, can you watch our kids for a couple hours? Because I think sometimes I feel guilty because, you know, my kids are my responsibility and I just don't want to put that responsibility on anyone else. So it's nice to have a night. So that was really fun. And since the last podcast, you guys, is I have had some interesting conversations with Natalia. Um, we are going to record again soon. We are trying to build more of the episode because, wow, the feedback was all the same. <laughs> They were like so surface level. Everyone, all of you guys think that our conversation was very surface level. And if you follow me on Instagram, I did mention something where I think that there are so many layers to me and Natalia's relationship and friendship that it definitely could never be one episode. And it's why I made it a series. So the way that I've been posting episodes now is um, a little bit more organically and less um, pushed, I guess. I think I felt like I had to fill this podcast narrative of posting every week and I didn't want to take away from the quality of the episode. So I think it's something that I had to really... um, learn through this whole podcast journey is that I'm not going to be posting weekly um, anytime soon. I think it's not fitting for my lifestyle right now. And if I'm going to be putting out shows, I really want them to be quality content. So that is um, where I'm at with like posting and stuff. So I'm thinking like a once or twice a month is when I'm going to be posting a show and it'll have a little bit more integrity to it. Next episode, I put up a link, and I can put that up again on Instagram, where you can send in a recording question for us, and then if you have any questions, we're going to answer it. We're not afraid to answer it. I think we also want to respect one another so much, and we are at such a good place. It's almost scary going back there, you know? But what's very interesting is that her and I have um, had to re, uh, not rehash, but like we kind of had to visit our talk again, like of what went down influenced by the episode. So you guys are going to hear all about that. It, it's it's very interesting. I really want you guys to see authentically how her and I have been trying to evolve again. Um, and I think it's important and what we would want to, to spread forward is that conversations are so important and communication is so important. Growth, um, needs to happen for all of that. So there are so many people that are missing out on one another's life and there are so many people that love one another so much and there's so many little petty things that should not make or break your friendship. And when you guys listen to me, Natalia's episode, we are going to tell you point blank 
what made us stop talking. And when you guys hear about it, you're going to think it's so stupid. I mean, I, she'll, she, Natalia knows I get really mad about it because it makes me very emotional that we missed a lot of important milestones and it's going to take me a while to get over that. It's going to take me a while to get over that she wasn't at my wedding and I wasn't at hers. Just things like that, our our kids and families and all of that. It's going to take me a while to, um, like for me to process that I didn't even go to her grandma's service or something like that. We're very protective over what we're doing right now too, but I think it's really important to, to dissect it so that we can normalize some of these situations to help you maybe reach out and have that conversation too. And like I said in the past episode, I know there are situations in life where you need to cut people off, where things are so toxic or things are so damaging where you're going to lose contact with people, your best friends, your family, and you really have to decide if it's worth it to truly not speak to someone just because your blood, it does not mean um, that you can trust someone. You know, there are situations where people can't come back from what they have done to you. You know, I have very close family members that I will never speak to again in my whole life. There are a lot of um, ups and downs in life. I think you get to an age, I'm, I'm 35, and I have kids and you process things a little bit differently. You really have to process it. You really have to say, do I really want this person in my life? Yes or no. Am I overreacting? Is this petty? Should I just have the conversation or am I just done? Friendships are such a necessity in life. They give you so much. It's a shoulder to lean on. It's a community to have, you know, with your family. If something happens or you need something with your kid, like to have a community rallying around you is is so special. Not to mention just like interaction and connection. There are people that you just click with and that's such a beautiful thing, being able to have conversations where we enlighten one another, we play around, we make fun of each other, like all those things that make hanging out with your friends so special. Experiencing and sharing moments together is just five stars. You guys are really going to be holding on tight for the series, The Friendship Breakup. Oh my God, you guys. So I have to tell you about a podcast that is now on the Pama One station. It's called The Portugal Corner. They're a group of Portuguese brothers and cousins from Toronto. From, I, th- I, I, I don't know if I'm thinking Toronto because I know that they talk about the MLS. <laughs> um, but they're from Canada and I love their vibe. Their show is so kickback and... I think it makes you feel like you're just hanging out with your friends after a festa. They're just those guys that you just feel like you sit in the back of the trucks after a festa and just shoot the shit with. Maybe they don't do that in Canada, but I know we did that at um, after IES <laughs> festa in San Jose. So they um, the podcast is called The Portugal Corner. They talk everything soccer. So if you are looking for Portuguese soccer news and learning about all of the Portuguese stuff in a fun way, for me, like I grew up playing soccer for like my whole life when I was a child, my whole childhood. So I love soccer, but 
I'm not going to sit there and watch ESPN and I'm not going to sit there like my dad and watch soccer all day. I think that these guys will watch soccer all day and then they report about it in a very easy breezy way so you can kind of keep updated with what's going on. So that's cool. So you guys should give them a follow. They're on Instagram too. They're called the Portugal Corner and tell them I sent you. All right, you guys, lastly, I want to mention some fun things that I've been doing on Instagram. I've been showcasing some of my favorite products. So the first product that I showcased was snail mucin. If you guys are not up on snail mucin for your face, for your skin, check it out. Yes, snail mucin, it is the slime that the snails trail behind. Check out my Instagram. If you have any questions, hit me up. But you can just find it on Amazon. And then recently, I started talking to you guys about Korean skincare. Do not sleep on that. Korean skincare is where it's at. I put up a link for my favorite cleanser that I'm using, but I'm going to be trying the new rice water cleanser. So stay tuned for that. Coming up, I have episodes, and I'm sorry, I gotta do it. I gotta have an episode about Vanderpump Rules. I've been wanting, wanting, wanting to do Housewives and Vanderpump Rules episode because I need to talk about it. I am the only one that has been watching Vanderpump Rules since the beginning out of all my friends, and I'm bringing in, I'm bringing in an old friend from high school to talk about it. So stay tuned for that. Um, a lot of female power coming in on the show, a lot of interviews with a lot of really strong, beautiful women. I love you guys. That's a wrap. Don't forget to follow on all the socials, rate, comment, subscribe until next time. Bye.